0: This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q2.6, Correction, Zealously Advocating for Shared Virtue. I was trying to figure out how to introduce this topic of correction and coming up empty, when Twitter popped an email to me with a quote from Dredd, who said, Yeah, I'm not empathetic, but I am compassionate. Young guys like this often confuse slash conflate those two concepts. So I said, I can work with that. Dredd's final point in this lesson is, Correction requires love. Now, there is a concept that doesn't just get confused with another concept. It gets confusing all by itself. We've heard the expression, love is love, almost meaning that it's self-explanatory and can't be confused with anything else being equal at all levels across the board. But let's think about this. I love M. I also love my shorties. I love my sub-shorties. I love my dog. I love F3. I love pizza. And I really, really love my truck. But if I make the mistake of coming across to M that my love for her is about the same as my love for my truck, do I really need to explain in detail here? Well, we need to love like Jesus, and he loves everybody. Yes, that is absolutely true. He did love the money changer he was chasing out of the temple with a weapon. And he also loved the Pharisees, that group of folks that he referred to as sons of hell and whitewashed tombs. Let's play a little game. Who do you think better illustrates who Jesus sounded like when he said those words? Mr. Rogers? Or was it more like Jocko Willink? I personally think that when he made those statements, there was a flash in his eye and the ground just kind of shook around him with the intensity of the situation. The point is, being loving and being nice often get confused and conflated. Correction must be done with love, but it won't always look nice. But that's Dredd's third point. First, the high-impact man practices what he preaches. An advocate is a public champion of a particular cause or policy. Zealous advocacy is the voicing of full-throated support for that cause, even in, especially in, the face of bitter opposition. Zeal requires passion— which is born both of a strong belief and a willingness to personally suffer for it for the benefit of others. A lawyer is ethically obligated to zealously advocate for his client's rights and position. That means he must continue to do so even where it is personally detrimental. If he can't do that, then he has to go find another job. Correction is zealous advocacy for shared virtue which are standards of moral excellence that are essential to the group. These are the individual habits and ethics that cannot be compromised. A group cannot prosper if its members lack shared virtue. Without correction, it will ultimately wither and die. Second, correction requires courage. Hypocrisy is the practice of claiming a particular moral standard to which one's behavior does not fully conform. Hypocrisy is universal in that we all succumb to it to one degree or another. For the high-impact man, it is just an obstacle, a problem that impedes his movement which can and must be remedied. In his efforts to do so, the high-impact man is focused upon behavioral conformance, on closing the gap between his standards and his actions. He does this through the practice of building better guardrails and seeking accountability for goo nation hypocrisy is not a mere problem it is a dire cultural sin that is second in severity only to judgment for the gooist it is not the gap between a man's standards and his actions that is the issue it is the very existence of the standards themselves in the land of goo where happiness reigns supreme only aspirations are acceptable because standards lead to unhappiness as a result When faced with the ever-present problem of hypocrisy, the high-impact man seeks to better practice what he preaches, while the gooist adamantly opposes the preaching of what anyone practices. Finally, correction requires love. Truth is a transcendent fundamental or spiritual reality. It is something that exists outside of time and place, unaffected by evolving human notions. Although we may be able to better understand truth over time, we can never change it. We can only deny it. Correction requires a man to be candid, meaning that he must graciously tell the hard truth and demand to hear it from others. Easy truths, like the sun will come up tomorrow, doesn't require much candor because they are spoken to a welcome ear. But hard truths, the ones that are likely to instill shame, if only for a moment, are hard to tell. They are at the heart of correction because conformity with hard truth is what people by nature seek to avoid. But candor is only half of correction. A high impact man must also be willing to share wisdom by preaching what he practices. And with that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the Forty Three Feet podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about correction. And And we're we're back. back. (laughs) All right.
1: You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next forty-three feet. So, correction to the right. substantive portion. of This our is a substantive program. portion.
2: We have seventeen minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Although you generally tell me to take as much time as I need, I think
1: you should take as much time as you need.
2: Thank you very much. This is correction, which is the Q two point six. If
1: yeah, happen to be following along on our idiot numbering system, it's
2: part of the second quadrant. Live right. It's the pentultimate Q yep. point of the live right. Ooh. There's only one more. There's only one more. And that's so targeting. Next to last. That's yeah. targeting. So yeah. the statement of correction is zealousy, zealously advocating for shared virtue.
1: Zealously advocating for shared virtue. Which when you hear it, you think, okay, that makes sense. But when you start to unpack it, it gets a little dicey. A little dicey. This, this is, a dicey. is
2: um, accountability was a little dicey. Mm-hmm. And this one's even more dicey. It's real. <laughs> yeah. This one flies completely in the face of the culture.
1: This is yeah. This is difficult. This is difficult. So because even guys who who I think believe what we believe and and think oh yeah goo goo bad, you know, disruption good. Right. We go uh, but but correction. Correction. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway, here's your three thought provoking questions. I'm what we call to be Socratics. Number one, can virtue be instilled by example alone? Number two, why would a man decline to tell another man the truth about his shortcomings? Number three. Can a man be a bully even if he's right? That's the third one. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, okay, as to the first question, here's the first. Spur, the hymn, the high-impact man, preaches what he practices. Wait, don't you have that backwards? Don't you mean he practices what he preaches? No, but he preaches what he practices. Um, Because what we're going to get to here is that there's a lot of guys out there whose practices are good. Right, the thing, the way they live yeah, their lives. Yeah, they're
1: decent guys.
2: They're high impact. They're doing good, well. Good guys. Well, I'm not. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna high impact. I mean, they're just because I. I think the I premise you here you, is you gotta I got you. say something, I got you, I got you. right? Okay, right. Yeah. So they are. They are. But in other words, practicing
1: if, well. If you, if but if you looked at them from the outside, you would say to yourself, "Well, that guy seems good like guy. he's got it together." Yeah, like he's he's. But he ain't. He's doing it. well. He ain't I get what you yeah. He ain't I appreciate. This guy's a reverse I, of hypocrisy. I jumped. I jumped ahead. You I jumped. apologize. All right.
2: So, let's, you know, hit a couple terms as we often do. Uh an advocate is a public champion of a particular cause or policy. That's what an advocate yes. is if you get down to it. Lawyers are often called advocates. We Indeed. advocate for the cause of our clients, right? Right. Publicly. Publicly. Uh zealous advocacy is the voicing of full-throated support for that cause. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why lawyers are held in such low regard is because we are full-throated advocates for people whose causes are may not may make not everybody most, happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry. That's right. Yeah. And we can't apologize for that. Right. Otherwise, we're not full, fully-throated advocates. Now, I've encountered lawyers over the years who have difficulty with the adversarial system, this idea of clashing right. positions to find truth. It's a, it's a crucible of sorts. Right, and, and they have difficulty with that, and they kind of... On the one hand, on the other hand, and you know, what aboutism on their own client? It's not zealous advocacy. No, that's you got to come out of those gates hard for your client. And you know, if someone points out to you true shortcomings, you say, you know, I will acknowledge what you just said, but that doesn't change my position on behalf of my client. Now, within the legal world. Other lawyers, we respect that. In fact, it's the other way around. It's the guy who's not a zealous advocate who we don't respect. Mm. Uh, But I get it that non-lawyers don't understand that and how it upsets them. Sure. Well, it makes us
1: uncomfortable. That's
2: right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Now, zeal Mm -hmm. uh, requires passion. It does. The biblical um, definition of passion is actually suffering. Oh. Yeah. Passion of Christ. Suffering yeah, yeah. Christ. So to be passionate for something is to suffer for it. You will, if you correct, suffer for your zeal, my friend. You're <laughs> supposed to. Sure. You're supposed to. Sure. Right. Uh, this idea of speaking truth to power, this kind of you know, this gooist idea. Yeah. Usually the truth they're speaking is something you know somebody already agrees with. So if you stand on a pedestal and you're screaming, you know, racism is bad, guess what? Even the racists yeah. aren't gonna say anything. Right. right? We know I think that. we said that last yeah. week, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you just you know, that's not really suffering it's it's saying things that'll put you in goo's way. Right. Cuz that'll
1: actually bump you into somebody that, that's who, right. who doesn't like what you're doing.
2: Exactly, right. So let's talk about shared virtue for a second mm-hmm. and that's a defined term in F3. These are the standards of moral excellence that are essential to the group. These are the things that have to be there, right? Right. Their individual habits and ethics that cannot be compromised. Not if you want the group to 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 prosper. Yeah. Right?
1: If, if you yeah, if you if you're driving toward advantage, that's Jesus right. will be present. That's
2: right. Some of these shared virtues, uh, some of them are universal. Mm-hmm. I would say honesty is an example of that. Yes, it doesn't matter if it's I think the you know we said the city of Huntersville I think, right. or, or the FBI. <laughs> right. You know both value both value honesty. honesty. I don't know of the organization that says now nah, you got to be dishonest for us to succeed. You know that's you know there now, might be some, but they're not going to last long. Other virtues are not <clears throat> universal. Yes, um, they are closely related to the group's mission so punctuality is very important for an infantry platoon not so important for a rock band right you know on the one hand <laughs> you know if you, <laughs> you ain't on time you're going to get a lot of people Some, killed yeah. and you know being late's like, yeah. okay right people are annoyed whatever that's Who cares? right that's right yeah. but these essentials these things that have to be shared you know they are what they are what the hymn is actually doing the correcting about so i'll give you an example yes and i got the, i was thinking about this when i listened to your to your uh podcast um you spoke of one thing I thought was very interesting, a thing I didn't really understand. You said that there is a way amongst the Latter-day Saints, or there's a belief, a mm-hmm. virtue, mm-hmm. in praying for one's departed ancestors because it could have effect on their, uh, I suppose, relation to the divine.
1: Uh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, that's yeah. something that's a virtue yes. within the LDS. Yes. Um i don't agree with that sure primarily because it flies in the face of the story of lazarus and the rich man when a rich man ends up in hell asks i think abraham to send lazarus down and help him and he says i can't do that there's an unpassable veil between us he says at least go to my brothers and tell them that i'm in i'm in harm's way and He said, can't do that either not, not how it works right so that belief yeah. of the lds not looking for real debate on it yeah it's yeah. not something i yes they, uh, it's not something I could right. agree. Right, I was going to say. In am not
1: going to clarify. It, that's right. But yes, I'm right. with you.
2: Yeah. However, so if I were to say what I just said, yes. and you said dread, I need to correct you on that. Yeah. I would say here's the problem, Armano. We don't share that virtue.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. We
2: we don't share it. So that that's where correction it wouldn't work. Now, if I were to say instead of I hope what I just said was a I expressed a disagreement in a, hopefully a winsome and respectful way. Yeah. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. I tried to. Sure. Instead, if I had said, that's just another one of your crazy Mormon crackpot ideas. Now, if and then you, after, yeah. that would be a subject for correction because you and I share the virtue of gentleness. Sure. And you would say to me, that, that was not a gentle thing for you to say. Yeah. It diminishes uh, your yeah. my faith, my belief system. It diminishes me right. in it
1: and makes me think that you don't respect if me. You don't need to agree with the belief. That's but right. You do need to Hold to the the shared virtue. Of, that's right. We're going to be nice to each other when we talk about that right. kind of stuff.
2: So, for, yeah. so you could correct the way I said it, right? Because we share that virtue, it would be f- fruitless for you to try to correct
1: the disagreement.
2: Disagreement, yeah. Though you could persuade, sure. If you thought that there was but persuasion and correction are different same things. Thing. We're going to get yeah. to persuasion yeah. and yeah. that's later later, later on, yeah. right? Uh, in next quadrant, as a matter of fact, because that's a leadership thing, right? All right. So that's what I. I want to make that clear. <laughs> that makes because sense. Because a me. lot of people think correction is rolling around yelling at people, you know, right, right. <laughs> randomly or right. yelling off the street corner. No. No. I mean it's it's not at all. It's it's within a group or at least in a relationship where there's an already an understanding that there's a shared virtue to correct on. Here is the standard and you're not meeting it and here is why. Because right. if the guy says, "Well, look, I don't agree with that. I don't know why you're bothering saying that." I mean, that, that's not correction. Right, right. Does that
1: distinction make sense to you? It does to me, yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, because And, of course, all of this is predicated on the fact that the hymn is a practitioner of these shared
1: virtues. So Sure. Well, that's a, yeah.
2: You know, if you're going to correct me on gentleness, which I would certainly accept, I have some times where I'm not gentle. Sure. And I think that you would concede that I seek correction. From the from the, our shared leadership, it's always been always been my experience, particularly yes. on
1: that issue because I can be too harsh. Well, because and you know what your gesture is, and, uh, right. and you that's right. You work very hard to stay away from that's that. right. Yeah. Um,
2: now, here's where we get into kind of a switcheroo. <clears throat> There's times where I have to correct other guys on gentleness. Yeah. Even though I have a, I struggle with it,
1: so but you are seeking to practice.
2: I'm seeking it. I'm trying to practice, and but you that, do. But that gets to the second Socratic, which is why would a man decline to tell another man the truth? Now, I sent this out yeah. on my Twitter handle this morning. I think it was, I forget who responded. Maybe it was Fiat. Said, well, the reason why you wouldn't do it, what, an answer to that Socratic is because you're not doing it. Sure. Right? You don't yeah. want to be a hypocrite. There's truth in that.
1: Right. There's truth in that's, that. Yeah, that's right? part of it. So yeah. you
2: got to be at least trying.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying, well, yeah, you can't just sit and be a jerk, but I don't
2: let the fact that I come up short from time to time stop me from correcting. That's what goo would have you do
1: right. They would say, well, you can't. you can't tell me what to do. you're not doing it.
2: yeah, that's that's exactly right because yeah. for goo, hypocrisy is the is is the is the cultural sin right And so if you have the least you bit,
1: must be completely
2: completely all the way right in everything. That's why the second yeah. spur is. Correction requires courage. When you correct in this culture, with that is driven by Goo Nation and Gooists, Mm -hmm. you are going to get called to account for any sign of hypocrisy. Yeah, Yeah, and you just got to fight through it. Yeah, you just got to fight through it. You got to be ready. That's why it requires courage, right? You got to be ready to set aside fear to turn hardship into grace. That's our definition of courage. Yeah, because you know that it's coming. You know that the, the Gooist the practitioner of goo deeply Uh believes in it you know he's going to be coming at at you with that the way the gooist gets around that himself is he only seeks aspirational correction right not hard and fast right well so
1: it doesn't have to apply real directly if i can just leave it up in the clouds right yeah
2: goo it's like goo doesn't like Mm standards like we talked about last week. You know, binary standards, hard and fast days, like aspirations. So I aspire I'm gonna, to. I
1: feel like I want to run faster than. This. That's right. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to lose. That's right. Mind. That's right.
2: You know, and that—that's where correction. You are facing goo, and that's why goo is a powerful deterrent to correction.
1: It, yeah, because everybody and their brothers is going right. to point at you, man.
2: It 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 keeps men um, from preaching what what they practice. And it causes men to become timid, so timid that they're they're like a little goose that's that's too timid to call the gander to account. That yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. And I think that's happening now in our culture. I think that's why standards are falling. I think that's why there's I think that's why young guys are so confused. Uh huh. Because older guys like us are are afraid well, to Well we say, don't want to offend
1: them. Yeah. We actually, don't want
2: I think it's we don't want to if that were it alone, that'd be one thing. I really think it's more that we're that we don't have the courage of our own convictions. We don't want to be attacked by goo. Oh, I see. Look, yeah, yeah. all correction sure. offends the recipient. It all does. No one wants to be told that something they're doing isn't isn't. So what you're saying is
1: that if I were to correct this younger man, then goo looks at me and says. You're being a bully. That's right. And so you're I being refuse a bully. You're a hypocrite. Or oh, right. since when are you the? That's this guy. How are you holding yourself up as the it, sign of it's moral? It's this guy's yeah. shared truth. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: And they also, do this they also, they also yeah. do this. they also do the switcheroo, like I was saying on uh-huh. on the on the virtue things. Like, I, I don't believe that gender is fluid. To give you a controversial oh, example. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm born too late for that. But for me, <laughs> you either got to justify her and you don't. You got to justify her, right. you're a, you know. You're a dude. You're a, a one, you know, yeah. whatever. It's what binary. The, you pick, yeah. You pick, right? It's just, it's just, I just don't believe it. Now, that means that I, I don't believe that Bruce Jenner is a woman. Right. But if Caitlyn Jenner was sitting in this room right now and Caitlyn Jenner said, please call me Caitlyn, I would do it. Right. Because you I wouldn't say, hey, Bruce. Listen. Listen. If Caitlyn Jenner said please refer to me in the feminine third person pronoun, I wouldn't say he just to aggravate right, just to, yeah. Her. That's but to me that's politeness
1: which is a, virtue. a shared virtue. It's a,
2: it's a shared virtue. That, yes. But if the gooist said to me I also need you to stop saying that you don't believe right. in gender fluidity, I have to say gooist. We got a problem. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, not. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. By the same virtue, if Bruce had come to me beforehand, said, "What do you think I should do?" I said, "I think you should take a deep breath." Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think you're right. Yeah. And if he says that hurts my feelings, and I was like, "That's totally. what correction does." Right. I, and I have to, but that—that's the problem with that, and that's—that's that's what I think has caused men in our society right now. No,
1: I think that's To true. become,
2: to become timid geese.
1: It's very difficult.
2: And you got to remember. Uh, or one must remember whether you have to or not. Assume. Right,
1: right. No, I meant one mean.
2: must remember that we're not doing this for our own benefit. We're doing it for the benefit of the group.
1: That's that's why we correct. Well, because if you're making it about you, then maybe you are being a bully. maybe you are being a bully. Right. right? Maybe you are. But if you're doing it, and and I know you're getting to this too, but there's a there's a, a motive. Uh, yeah. So there's a motive. There's right. a there's a thing behind it, right? right. That, that goes matters. to that
2: third Socratic, which is can a man be believe and he says right and the, and the answer to that is yes because the third spur is correction requires love. love it requires love if you're doing it because you were offended by something you disagree with uh-huh. uh, or you like to see other people in pain you know there's wrong uh, reasons yeah. right um, so let's break down a couple things about correction that go to this third spur which is first truth the difference between truth and wisdom Truth is a transcendental fundamental spiritual reality. Capital T. Capital T, right? It is self-evident. Yeah. We all know it. Yep. We're born with it, wired in. As the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Mm-hmm. And it lists them, right? All men are created equal. They're all endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among us are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That mm-hmm. little chunk basically explains America. That's our truth. Yes. That's our truth, and messing with that truth doesn't do anybody any good. But that's different from wisdom, right? right? Wisdom is practical insight with spiritual implications, right? Unlike truth, wisdom has to be learned. This mm-hmm. is why you know, getting back to something we said uh, a couple of episodes ago, the guy who says, you know, you know, preach always use words when necessary. Right? No, you're going to have to tell them why. That's the <laughs> wisdom part, right? Right. You know, and I, right. I, on Twitter, somebody had pointed this out to me, and I said, I think if you get, if you watch somebody who does the right thing, mm-hmm. you'll understand what to do. You won't understand why.
1: Right. The why well, comes with the explanation. Right. Well, what'll happen is you'll you'll go through motions that have no meaning. You don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's like right. The, the example that came to my head is I heard the story, right? So dad takes his son. They go to the drive-thru at McDonald's and they always get French fries. And it's the greatest thing in the whole world. And, but they always come out hot. So dad holds them in front of the. Uh-huh. the air conditioner. Yeah, I get thing, it. Right? Yeah. And then one day realizes, "Oh, look at my son doing that. The fries were not hot and the air conditioner was not on, but right. here's Junior." He you thinks know. that's what he you thinks to do. He thinks that's right. what you're supposed to do. That's right. That's a he, that's a great example yeah. which I'm going
2: to steal. That's good. Uh that's a perfect example because he doesn't understand the why. Right. Because it might not be necessary yeah. in that in that moment. Yep. Um the difference in truth and wisdom, another analogy is uh-huh. truth is that a that a that a tomato is a fruit. Yeah, I love Wisdom that Wisdom is yeah. don't use it in a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going
1: to win any friends that yeah, way. You know, it's Instagram. not
2: going to taste good, right? So you gotta, you got to tell them that. That's why you got to preach what you practice. Yeah. Uh, as hard as that is, as much goo hate as you're going to get, you're just going to have to do it if you want to have impact. Yes. If you want to be a high-impact man. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's part of living right. It's just something that's, that's got to be done. And this
1: is what makes it difficult, too, in my mind, is not only do you have to fight goo, but then you got to fight yourself, because right, you have to remain consistent. Then that that's
2: true, and that's a leadership yeah. virtue that we're going to get to. Yeah. Consistency. It's tough. It, and it's funny. So I, that's just why this is in the living right. Yeah. Because, the upside of that is, if you're going to correct, you have to be, you have to like be working on that get right. The live right yeah. feeds back to the get right. huh. You've got to be correct to correct.
1: Yeah. You can't you can't there's no box checked at the end of the get right. That's right, done. And now I can move on to living right.
2: Despite hypocrisy being a goo nation sin, first order sin and my disagreement with that, I still don't want to be a hypocrite.
1: Yeah. No, no, amen. Right. That's right. (laughs) So
2: I mean I still don't want to. So it still compels me to be right to correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Now, here's the reason. Let's get back to what you said before. Wow, I don't want to hurt anybody, whatever. Yeah. Here's the problem with correction is not the problem but the thing that you get is when you tell the truth and you share wisdom, you're going to get shame.
1: And I, you it's, know, it's I,
2: just going to happen.
1: I looked it up just to make sure. I was, you know, I was like, "What is shame? shame. What does the dictionary say? Shame?
2: Painful say. feeling of humiliation or distress, right? Caused by consciousness of wrong doing or foolish behavior. Yeah. You know, that of course that results. Of course it does. Now, Goo Nation is also
1: try to denature shame and say we should never it's a never thing never Sh- right shame is a thing that lives with you forever and it damages your psyche and That's it makes right. you sad and all those things
2: but just as fear is necessary for survival shame is necessary because it a life it makes the life lived without fear workable doable right i mean it's it, without it we would never be spurred on to virtuous behavior. We never would be,
1: yeah, without it. It's 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 a it's a must. It's, it's a way of saying if if you just say we shun all things that that shame means, then there is no telling you you're never wrong. That's right. And if you're never wrong, then you're never right. You're that's You're just right. a mess. That's right. Yeah.
2: I mean, a man who is shameless mm. is kind of dangerous, right? right? We met those guys. We've known <laughs> those guys. All right. So that's <clears throat> this shame deal, uh, or goo seeing shame inducement yeah regardless of motive regardless of method doesn't matter as as, as wrongful yeah. as bullying yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah as bullying um and that's why it invites the wrath of goo nation and you're going to get the wrath man in a big way in a in a big way even though your average gooist gooist uses it himself well sure to teach his own children right right I mean that 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 that's 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 kind of the funny part about it is of course they use it you you can't get your kids to do the right thing consistently unless you shame them for not doing it right <laughs> i mean you know your kid doesn't share his toys and you shame him so right. he shares
1: his toys he has to go against his own nature to do that right well i'll even go back one more and i mean if we hadn't instill just a, at least a little bit of healthy shame, my kid would never have gotten out of diapers. Never. Like, it wouldn't happen. Right. <laughs> that's right. She didn't care. Like, do you really want to go to school with a,
2: right. a poopy in your diaper? That's am like, I, mean, <laughs> I don't care. No, you should <laughs> no, feel no, ashamed. Maybe you don't understand. You feel yeah. ashamed. Right? right. You're not going to have any friends. And <laughs> that's the idea of the goad, right? Yeah. That stimulation of desire to action or reaction in another. You've got to shame-goad them. That's in F three. We call that dynamic, dynamic shame goading. Yeah. We just hate that word, though. We just, we just hate. We really it. do. I mean, it, it, we it, just hate it, it. It has come to that point. But the bottom line of it is, and the easy distinction is, if it's done with love, it's dynamic shame goading, and it's a good thing.
1: It's, it's correction, positive. It's just like last week when we said, when it's properly, that's right. applied,
2: properly applied. If it's not applied with love, if the motives are otherwise, then it is bullying. But it is bullying,
1: and that's got to stop.
2: And well, it's not gonna be effective in the long run.
1: Well we and, and really as virtuous men, I don't think we That's should tolerate that crap. Right.
2: Now, I don't know how much correction you've had to do in your life or um uh-huh. of other men. Uh I know we all do with our kids. Sure. Um I've had to do it a lot. Uh huh. Actually it's funny when you uh in the army they actually taught us how to do it. They really? taught like the skill of it. Uh huh. And then had us role play it and all this because it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really hard to do. And they have, they took soldiers and they gave me scripts and all this stuff and they bring them in a room and you go through this whole thing and they critique you. And, uh, I'm so set, thankful for that. Yeah. Um, because it, it, you know, it, it taught me little lines like, you know, the truth doesn't care about your feelings. You know? <laughs> You're not meeting the right? standard is dangerous to everybody. Things that you could right. use well as crutches until you got true. good at it. right yeah. Because it, you know, it's pretty predictable. Uh, the reactions you're going to get. You know, you go out to correct a guy. He's going to do one of two things. He's going to admit to everything, or he'll, he'll just say he's not the same. You're mm. going to wonder, begin to wonder why you came. But you got to keep doing it, Franklin. <laughs> you just got to keep gotta doing
1: keep. it. You know what, buddy? What's that? You got to face the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is a podcast. It is. It is. Some sort of window to your right. for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 Feet out front.
0: Let him know that you know best, cause after all you do know best. Try to slip past his defense without granting it.